just share something with you before I have you have a seat for a moment. <clears throat> I had a dream a couple of nights ago. And uh, in the dream, I knew uh, nothing was said, nothing was shared. It was just an experience. We were in this sanctuary. Lights were dim just like this. And the Lord had me standing over there, kind of in that corner, observing. And uh, I believe the dream was given to show us what the Lord desires to do in the future. Um, and it was a very simple dream. We were worshiping just like this. And it was just like this, lights, people, everything. The difference is that there was a presence in the room that makes sex seem like torture. I cannot explain. Bible, Bible talks about that your right hand are pleasures forevermore. We don't understand that they're the glorified body that you get. There's no necessity for sex anymore because it is old school. It's torture. It is nothing compared to how you feel in heaven. You know, and and in this, I can't, there's no way for me to explain how I felt in the dream and the presence of the Lord that was in here so strong. It's like every hair in your, on your body feels it. You felt it down to the, to the level of your cellular DNA. I mean, there's no way to explain feeling the presence of God in your bones and in your muscles and in your marrow and your sinews and and your toenails and your fingers and your eyebrows and to just feel that and it's like you right at the brink of destruction it's a presence that is so is lovely and it's terrible it's so wonderful it scares you and the lord desires us to experience that on this side not when we get to heaven and he gave us a cue he said i desire those that worship me in spirit and in truth another way of saying that those who worship me in spirit and for real well, those who worship me down here the same way that they worship me up there. And so there are many moves of God. I was telling somebody the other day that your greatest moves of God are the ones that you never find out about because it was so strong it can't be broadcasted. Okay? You know, when you can just easily, now, now today, church is about any little thing happens in the service, people pull out their cell phones and record it. If people come to the altar, we got to record it. Somebody preaching good, they got to record it. If it's a move of God, they got to record it to put it on social media. And those are not high-level moves of God. That's just something that happened in the service. And God moves in and people get excited. But the real moves of God will never be recorded unless the cameras by professionals were running. And many of those moves of God will shut the cameras off. And the reason he'll shut the cameras off is because he doesn't want people seeing that because you got to pay a price for it. That's going to sound crazy. I know it seems crazy, but your greatest moves of God will be the ones that you will never see. So I'm just encouraging you. I'm not getting ready to practice it again, but I'm going to just keep, you know, in the month of November, we're going to be moving more into Thanksgiving and praise and starting that format kind of before we get to it next year. But I'm going to encourage you. I have a bad habit. Hold this. I have a bad habit of doing this during worship. I don't mean to do it, but I have a bad habit of doing that. And I and I got and I've been trying to remind myself this is this would not be my posture in heaven. I got to keep reminding myself that the Holy Spirit is in me. I got to keep reminding myself that this service is being recorded. I got to keep reminding myself that the Bible says where two or three are gathered in your midst, there I am. Okay, two or three are gathered in my name. Excuse me, there I am in the midst. So I got to keep reminding myself 
and more and more I've been trying to judge myself in that particular arena and I had to really take an honest look at myself and realize that there are many a times I'm in the service and I'm singing the song because that's what we're supposed to do at the moment. I'm not really paying attention to the song. There was one day I looked up and I love the music that we play, don't get me wrong, but one day I was in the service and I paid attention to the lyrics and I got emotional because I realized there were more times than not in the service I was singing the lyrics, but I was not paying attention to them. I was singing the lyrics, but I wasn't actually analyzing what they meant. I was singing the lyrics, but I was not looking at them to determine what I was singing to the Lord at that moment, if I actually meant it or if that was the religious thing to do at that moment. So I'm encourage you all that as we move forward, the Lord is getting ready to take us to a very, very great and deep and high place. And I wish you could have been in that dream to feel what I felt. And it's available now, but you don't get that. Even the songs that we sing, we have to be careful of because the songs that get that type of presence are only the songs where every word and every sentence is actually you talking directly to the Lord. There's nothing wrong with the other songs that we sing. There are going to be some songs that we are not talking to the Lord. We're just running around the building and twirling around and dancing because we're talking about God. You see scriptures in the Bible where David talked about God. Then you see songs where he talked to the Lord. The ones where you talk directly to the Lord are the ones that get his greatest response. The ones where we just twirl around and dance, that's needful. The Bible talks about being joyful and dancing. But those songs don't bring the raw presence of God. Those songs create a Holy Ghost electricity where we just rejoice about the goodness of the Lord. And that's fine and dandy. But the ones where the presence of God comes in and it heals you of sickness and disease without anybody touching you. The ones where it lifts a burden that you've been carrying for 30 years or gives you an answer that you've been seeking about for the last three months. And raw presence of God coming down. That only comes by when we take our hands out of our pocket, when we lift our hands, close our eyes. And one of the things that I've had to start doing is I have to close my eyes and, and I have to visualize me standing before Jesus in heaven. And I'm standing there at the throne and he's standing there receiving what I'm saying and receiving what I'm singing. And so, so we're going to practice that more and more in the future where we will sing the song and you will see them then go into the raw worship because what I have found is no matter how beautiful the song is, there will be no song that you can sing in English or any native tongue that will compare to when you use your heavenly language and you sing them to the Lord because the Holy Spirit is putting the words together. You understand what I'm saying? How many know if there's anybody that knows what to tell the Heavenly Father, it's the Holy Spirit. And so, and what you do is you close your eyes and you lift your hands and you fall to your knees or whatever you want to do, you know, and what you're doing is at that moment when you begin to worship the Lord in tongues, and you can also use English. Sometimes I switch back and forth, but when, you, when you're worshiping in tongues like that, we're going to more and more have moves in the service where we sing the song, go to that worship moment, and then we go to prayer. And when you're doing that, what you're saying is, Holy Spirit, the one that I'm worshiping, is not worthy of the mundane words that I can come up with in my mind. So I'm switching over to your language. And our Lord, I will focus my attention and my energy and my mind on you and rely on the Spirit to worship you on another level that I cannot articulate in my own words. And so that's the power of worshiping in tongues. And we all begin to sing, and that's why I did that, to kind of help you start getting used to. We just And, and it's like simmering. I mean, you know, you know no matter how cold the pot of water is you know you don't you don't keep 
you don't go in there and you turn the flame on and then when it gets a little bit warmer you turn the flame up more it gets a little bit warmer you turn the flame up more no you don't do that all you do is put the flame on that one temperature and you leave it there and the longer you leave it there the hotter that water gets the hotter that's what it means to wait upon the Lord and I will renew your strength and so the longer you linger in that the longer you linger in that God is paying attention uh, they've been doing it for 30 seconds now they've been doing it for two minutes and see the longer you do it the more the Lord get to looking and, and the more he get to paying attention and then he start taking a step off of his throne and you do it long enough and you do it raw enough and you do it disciplined enough he leaves and then comes down and that's what happened in the Old Testament when it says that the presence of God came in so strong the priests could not even stand up to do their ministerial duties and so with what is out here I believe the dream was given because number one, that's what the Lord desires from us. That type of attention that would draw him in. Number two, he knows that we will fall in love with that. Number three, that's one of the few answers that we can give worldly people. Because right now the church is in competition with technology and creativity. But there is nothing that can be compared to the presence of the Lord. Nothing. The most hardened criminal will buckle under that in one second flat. And so God is calling us to create these atmospheres as more and more new people start coming up, coming in and being a part of us. We're getting ready to go somewhere, go somewhere fast. And I'm really excited. I've been trying to get my mind right because I know I have no choice. This is going to move. It's going to be raw. And I'm really excited. We are going to do something uh, that has never been done before. So I'm going to share with you in a moment something that um, um, it's a little bit different but I'll share it with you to help you understand where the world is at and where the church is at. So you lift your hands one more time as I pray. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, we give you thanks. You said in your word, O oh Father God, that you desire those to worship you in spirit and in truth. You desire worshipers to worship you that way. So we pray, O oh Lord, that you would draw us in more and more. That you would convict us. You would teach us. The Holy Ghost would lead us and guide us. Keep at the forefront of our attention, O oh Lord God, the necessity because many of us, like myself, Father God, have created bad habits in the atmosphere of worship. Hands in the pocket, disengaged, not paying attention. So we ask, oh Father God, that we, as we make an effort to do better in that area and learn how to give our attention unto you. That you would lead us, you would guide us. We ask now in advance that you would give us experiences, oh Lord God, that will be remembered forever. Thank you, Lord God, that your presence will come in men and women, boys and girls that are not saved. We won't have to ask them because they will beg. Thank you, O Lord God. Your presence is the answer for what is out here. Thank you, O Father God, that your presence is more than enough. Thank you, O Lord God, that your presence can destroy anything and create anything. For, O Lord God, this planet is operating in the law of seed time and harvest and nothing will get better. It will only get worse except for the camp of the righteous. So we thank you, O oh Lord God, for your presence here amongst us now. Help us to take our time and to be patient and to be intimate so that we can experience what you have for us on this side before we get to the other. Thank you, Lord. Fill us with the knowledge of your will concerning what you want us to hear and understand. Thank you for bringing us to this point. And we thank you, Almighty God, for where you are getting ready to take us to. For this, we give you thanks. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Go ahead and be seated and give somebody a hug on your way down.